something I've noticed that we love to do is make comparisons. We love comparing things. We love, I think, comparing ourselves to others. We do it really naturally. It's almost like we, we do it without thinking. How do I measure up to somebody? It's like sometimes uh, you play top trumps in your head. Are we more successful than they are? Are we better than them at certain things? Are we more liked than them? And last week, Andy was saying um, that people were, were gathering around them, church leaders, who satisfied their itching ears, turning them away from the truth. And I can't help but wonder, how, how does Timothy feel? I mean, this letter's written to him, uh, a church leader. And I don't think Timothy is in danger of gathering around him false teachers. I think Timothy's most at danger of becoming one. People are going to flock to these other church leaders and they're going to love them and they're going to feel uh, respected and these other leaders are going to feel appreciated. Um, and they're probably going to see themselves making a difference to people's lives. And I kind of think that Timothy might look at that and think, I want that. I want people to gather around my teaching. I want to be loved. Uh, and the reality is, he, he might be experiencing the very opposite. In fact, Paul warns Timothy that people will be leaving his teaching. He's going to feel rejected. And we feel like that sometimes. I don't know if you've looked at other church leaders, youth groups, Bible study groups, and thought, I wish I had what they have. If only I taught like them, I might be able to draw a bigger crowd, I might have a bigger youth group, might have a bigger church. And it's really tempting. So Paul starts this section with, but you, Timothy, keep your head, stay sober-minded, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. When difficult times come, he says, don't be tempted to take the easy way out. Don't shirk your duties. Don't miss bits out. Fulfill your ministry. I think it's striking that it says that a church leader should expect hardship. Suffering should be expected. Thankfully, it gives us a response, and, and the response is to endure, which isn't my natural response. Um, I normally like to, to try and fix things. I like to try and solve the problem, or I like to avoid hardship. And yet here it says that we are called to endure whilst discharging all the duties for ministry. Which doesn't sound easy, uh, and the analogies Paul uses don't get any easier. Next, he, he describes a race and a fight. Uh, I'm not a long-distance runner. Uh, and when I say long-distance, I mean anything over 100 metres. I don't like running over 100 metres. Uh, and once I had to run through Vicky Park for a train, and uh, I'm a fast runner. I am a fast runner. But I missed my train. Halfway across the park, I just stopped. I didn't make it. I couldn't make it. I didn't have perseverance. I needed perseverance. And we need perseverance. And if I don't have it, I don't finish. And when it comes to the Christian race, I think that's a terrifying thought. I think of heaven and I think of being with God and I really want that. So I guess I'm praying that for God to give me endurance and perseverance. It says here that, that those in leadership positions in the church will go through hardship. But it also says that enduring hardship produces perseverance. Romans 5.3 says, We glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Paul wants Timothy to endure hardship. 
He wants Timothy to run the race and fight the good fight because, because after all of it, there is in store for us the crown of righteousness. God himself will present us with the ultimate prize, the crown of righteousness, the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And that's what the, the big focus of this passage is. Paul wants Timothy to have a mindset that is focused on his future hope, the hope of heaven. And I think we need to have this mindset too. You know, the, these two pictures of running a race and fighting a fight, they come up a few more times in the Bible. Um, and they always talk about pressing on, enduring hardship, risk of death. And yet, every single time they come up, they always mention future glory every single time things like enduring so that we reign in him persevering uh, so that you can receive the crown of life faithful to death so that you get the victor's crown and then running the race with eyes fixed on jesus who is sat at the right hand of the throne of god and then here it says endure hardship run the race fight the fight because of the crown of righteousness every time we are looking to our future hope that's where we should be looking. I sort of wonder how often each day um, do we think about God? And I guess for, for those of us in, in positions of leadership, in church leadership, it might be very often. You know, a lot of time might be spent reading the Bible together. You might be teaching God's word to others, leading Bible studies, uh, leading prayer meetings, doing one-to-ones. So I suppose the better question is, how often each day do we think about the hope of heaven? Do we picture God, the righteous judge, handing us our crown of righteousness? I think for me, that's a lot less. And yet, that is why we run the race. That, that is why we fight. That is why we're in church ministry or in a leadership position. Paul is trying to get Timothy to set his mind on things above on his future hope of eternal life with God. Hebrews 12 uh, says uh, to, to fix your eyes on Jesus. Jesus who endured the cross, but who is also sat at the right hand of the throne of God in victory. That's how we endure and run and fight, his eyes on Jesus. That's what makes it worth it. If you take your eyes off the prize, you lose sight of where you're running, and you'll give up. And I think if I look at the world around you, uh, if we look at the world around us, then the Christian life sometimes doesn't seem worth it. Andy mentioned a guy called Demas on Sunday morning. This guy looked at the world and he saw persecution and he saw Paul in chains and he left. He just gave up. He deserted. He looked at the world and he gave up. Paul looked at a future hope of life with God and he persevered. His eyes were on the ultimate prize, and we need to do the same. You know, as a, as a home group leader, as a youth group leader, as a Bible teacher, as an evangelist, we need to remember that the work we're doing is eternal work. We want others to receive this crown of life. There's this great line from Gladiator, it's a film, uh, and they say, what we do in life echoes in eternity. What we do in life echoes in eternity. And we need to have this mindset that the work we're doing is fully realised with God 
in heaven. That's why we run. That is why we fight. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing.